What's up, world? Welcome to another episode of the podcast. I'm your host, Matt, and let's get straight to some real-life talk. It's finally here. That's right. The sickness that everybody else has been dealing with for the last month and a half or so is finally here. Nice little trip to the doctor this morning. Got on some antibiotics, hoping to keep a voice through the uh, next couple of weeks because it's going to be busy out on the road. Uh, we're here. We're good. We're back in Oklahoma, back at the uh, West Fit Studios, a.k.a. back in my gym. But uh, before I go any further, this weekend's podcast brought to you by uh, an enormous amount of lack of sleep, a lot of miles, but a really, really good weekend. AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas had so much fun down there in the home of the Dallas Cowboys with the PBR and their team concept, the PBR's Global Cup format, two Team USA uh, representatives, Team Brazil, Australia, Mexico. <clears throat> it's just, man, it, it is such a unique format. It's such an amazing venue, and it really is such a fun fun weekend uh congratulations team brazil a hard-fought victory they they ultimately left there the winners but team usa eagles man they really made it exciting come down to the last day of the last couple of rides uh team wolves first ever native american team uh represented here this year congratulations to those guys just such an immense amount of talent all the way around so much fun to be a part of so uh, a huge shout out to all the teams all the pbr riders all the fans that came out uh Two consecutive days with a lot of people at AT&T Stadium to watch bull riding. Speaking of people at AT&T Stadium, I got to meet Randy Travis. Boom. Winning. Great weekend. And I posted it on my Instagram and because it's cool. Uh, that That's that. It's just awesome. I got to meet Randy Travis. And yeah, I'm still a big fan. Everywhere I go, I'm a big fan. I used to listen to Randy Travis. I still listen to Randy Travis. And guess what? I'm going to keep listening to Randy Travis. Um, it just really cool moment to get to uh, to say hello to him and, and and speak to him for just a little bit and to get a picture. And so, uh, yeah, I just get to be a big fan. That's what I do every weekend with these bull riders because I'm a big bull riding fan. So this coming weekend, we're headed to St. Louis, Missouri. Um, looking for a big week there. It'll be it'll be a lot of fun. We're gonna remember our good buddy Mason Lowe this weekend. Celebrate his life and uh, celebrate the sport of bull riding. This week, though, on the podcast, I told you that it's brought to you by uh, a lack of sleep and, and a really, really, really fun weekend. But I'm back here at the gym. I'm getting ready to get a workout in here at West Fit in Oklahoma. But which, hey, roommate Dave, hand me that Mountain Ops Blaze and the Mountain Ops Yeti pre workout because I'm getting ready to do legs, believe it or not. I never do legs, but for some reason, that's what we're going to do here today. This week's podcast, man, uh, a wild weekend in Arlington, Dallas, Fort Worth, that whole area. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I had uh, several ideas to do different podcasts, but it was so uh, tight on time. Like, like we were constantly doing something, going somewhere. Everybody's schedules were just crazy, to say the least. But I stuck around for a little little extra time, and uh, I think you're going to really enjoy this podcast. It was a lot of fun for me. It's the first time I've ever done a dual podcast. Well, what does that mean? Okay, so here's the deal. My guest, Rich Wilkins, you'll know him maybe as Patriot underscore Rich on Instagram. Patriot Rich is, uh, is what we've been calling him, but... Great guy, uh, uh, amazing guy, so much funny, big kid at heart, just but such 
an intelligent individual. So we get together. He, uh, along with his buddy Alex, they have a podcast called the Flavor of the Day podcast. If you've never heard of it, go check it out. Uh, started episode one because they have Graham Allen on there, and it just keeps going and going and going. And you're gonna love it if if you're like me and you love this country and you love politics and working out. And I mean, let's just face it: like I'm kind of a a guy, believe it or not. I'm I'm a guy. I like guy things, and and these guys they do a podcast called Flavor of the Day podcast, and it, man, it's so guy related. I love it. So, anyways, check out that podcast. So the first thirty minutes of this episode of Matt West Now is actually going to be a, a dual purpose podcast. You're going to hear me and Rich kind of banter back and forth. He's going to be hosting Flavor of the Day while I'm hosting Matt West Now. How does it work? Well, you're going to have to listen to find out, but. At the end of the first 30 minutes or so, uh, you'll hear us stop tape because they do a, a video podcast. And and from that 30-minute mark f- on, it, it's just me and and Rich talking here on the, on the Matt West Now podcast. And I really kind of dive into a little bit more about him. And that's where I really, really, really want you to, uh, to, to pay attention because it's, it's finally here. I get to talk politics, religion, uh... Working out, like all of it wrapped up into one, it's so much uh, fun. Uh, it's just fun. I enjoy politics. I enjoy religion. And uh, I enjoy having conversations about it. So make sure you you stick around and check that out. But told you about the Flavor of the Day podcast that, that he hosts with his buddy. Um, you obviously know about this podcast. You know that I record this podcast in my gym. And I also told you it's leg day. So... I'm going to hit legs while you listen to my conversation with Patriot Rich. All right. Here we are. Here we are. <laughs> <laughs> it's that awkward moment. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. We just pressed record. Welcome to the Flavor of the Day podcast. I am your co-host. Welcome to Matt West Now. I, I'm your co-host. Uh, this is a dual podcast. I, I want to say it's like the first time ever, but I'm sure that's not even close to I've truth. never seen one, so it's the first time ever for me. It's the first one. I've ever done. Yeah. And that's so, really all that matters to me. This is a really interesting podcast. We've got an amazing um green screen. Green screen here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're gonna we can't tell people that we want oh, it to my make bad. it look my real. Bad. Yeah. No, it's okay. You're I good. love what you've done with the place. Thank you. Cool. It's very green. It's Green is a symbol of life and energy. <laughs> and money. And money, yes. <laughs> which is what we're all after. Um Matt West up, is here. It's an honor. It's been a long weekend. I, how I, Patriot Rich is here. I, I I don't even know. Like I mean, this is kind of weird. Is, yeah. is how, how do people, we do this? Is that how people recognize you now? Um, yeah, I would say honestly, when I was in the gun industry uh, before I came back to the fitness yeah. industry, that happened often. Right. Um, it, not so much now, but definitely in the office when they used that name, Patriot Rich. Yeah, I get made fun of a lot. Really? I think it's kind of like... I love it, man. Yeah. They're like, it. oh, Patriot Rich. I dare somebody start calling me Patriot Matt because I'm I'm in. Okay. I, I guess, love it. Yeah, I you're changing awesome. your IG name. <laughs> yeah, just going to do it. Do it I, you know, I, I don't know. Having the name Rich, uh, it just kind of was a play on word. Like, I, I'm, I'm a big Patriot. Yeah. I didn't serve in the military. I wanted to. I tried um, twice, actually. Really? Not very many people know that. I tried in the Navy. 
and then um, made it. I spent six months with a lieutenant commander and didn't get through MEPS because of um, injuries and health conditions that I had had that I tried to lie about and didn't. And then um, I guess there's like word on the street and, you know, fact check me. I don't know. I could be wrong. But five years later, if you wait, you can try again. Really? And so I tried. I actually waited a little longer than five because I guess like the records of MEPS and stuff is wiped. Um, I don't know. That could be, I could totally be full of crap, but that's someone told me that. And so I tried to get in the army and really, I scored really high on my ASVABs and everything. It's, it's funny because like me and my best friend talked about going and, and joining the Marines and he just randomly went and did it one day. And I think he knew I wasn't tough enough. And, and so it's the same kind of thing. So now every chance I get to do anything that supports, you know, our country, mm-hmm. I'm in. Hundred percent, because those people are the most underappreciated people on the planet. I agree. Our military men and women are are ridiculously underappreciated. Yep. Um, like we were talking about a busy weekend here this weekend. You Mm -hmm. know, we've been in Arlington, AT and T Stadium, PBR's Global Cup. I feel like I haven't slept in a month. Yeah. But that being said, it's weird because I have to spend every weekend in Western sports. We have this thing where it's like you can't cheer against anybody else you have to cheer for everybody right what other sport does that right you have a favorite everywhere you go yeah and so for us this weekend the pbr's global cup it was great because you know what the portuguese announcers they were cheering for team brazil yeah i was cheering for team usa like i feel like we should always and uh I don't know. Like that's a cool the, dynamic to, yeah. go, to kind of go from like the regular standard PBR and you know, obviously like you said, you've got your favorite riders out there, but yeah. um, no, they're all my favorites. Right. Right. True. Okay. Sorry. Some might the average be a little person higher. like myself. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, but then coming to an event like this, which is literally like the Olympics of yeah. bull riding, yep. you get to root for team USA and the team aspect of it. It's really, it's really cool and unique when I was approached to be involved yeah. with the event, like I didn't really know a whole lot about global cup. I knew everything there was to know about PBR. I loved it. I was always a fan. And then seeing the, I guess the basic structure of this event, um, right from the get go, I was like, this is really cool. Yeah. And yeah. I'm so glad that we got to be a part of it, man. They're, they're the toughest athletes in the world. And that's why I started my podcast because I was so passionate about, these athletes and I wanted the whole world to know about them. Like I wanted people in LA and New York Mm -hmm. and and all places in between to understand what I see every weekend Mm -hmm. because I'm tired of people talking like I'm not a huge football guy, Mm -hmm. but I fully respect everything that those guys do. I know they work their butts off. I know that it's a grind. I know that it's that they've got to be tough, Mm -hmm. but I'm sorry. Our guys are tougher than anybody else in the world. I, I don't think there's any athlete on the planet that compares or can rival mm-hmm. the toughness of the guys I see every week. And the risk that they're taking to put out there. I mean, they're literally can. I mean, you you know, you could say that in certain sports. Yeah. yeah. Um, the probability of someone dying yeah. in an event is they, right. they, you're literally putting your life. You could put your life on the line with right. this other beast who's also an athlete, which a lot of people don't understand, like yeah. the amount of um, care that goes into the breeding of these animals and they're, you know, it's insane. Yeah. I mean, that's the other thing that people, there's a big misconception out there that these animals are harmed. And, and I always challenge people to go to one of the ranches, go see where, you know, 
where these bulls are kept. Mm-hmm. A lot of them are treated better than most people's kids. I, and I guarantee I don't I, doubt that. And at I all. mean that, like yeah. I know a guy that back in the day had uh heat and air in his barn and he would keep certain bulls in this. I mean, almost like a, like a horse stall. Well, they're prized. They're like, you know, especially the ones that are picked for this event. Well, and they're worth so much money. Now. Yeah. You know, the, the value of these things are so incredible that mm-hmm. why would you, and if that's how you put food on the table for your family, why would you do anything to discount that, to harm that, to, to, right. to, to ruin that? It's they're the, naturally it's, internally beasts. Yeah, absolutely. And like you, they're just like you. <laughs> They're just beasts trying to get out. Well, it's like, you know, like it's like any other animal that has the, I guess, like the internal instinct to do what they do. You don't need to make that happen. And I think people under think like, oh, they're, they're trying to make it like, it's like a dog fighting. Yeah. You know, you don't, you don't need to make a bull aggressive. They're already aggressive animals. And it was interesting to hear that there were some protesters at the event. There always is. It's be- hilarious to me. Cause it's like, have you come in and seen like, it's the opposite. Like mm-hmm. the bulls will harm the humans more than vice versa. But so. they're, to me, they're just like liberals. They're uneducated. Uh, I mean, and, and there's a lot of that that goes out there. If you don't know, um, if you don't know about something, try to learn. Yeah. And that's the biggest thing is they think they know because somebody told them this, not because they actually dove in, did the research Mm -hmm. and tried to find out for themselves. They think they know how these animals are treated. They Mm -hmm. think they're being misused and abused because of something that they heard mm-hmm. and, and I've, I've actually taken protesters and I, this is not an invitation to protesters anymore, yeah. but I have <laughs> taken them in certain venues and said, Hey, why do you think this? And I'll, I'll never forget that a lady handed me a piece of paper with a photo on it. And she said, you guys tie their genitals up. And I said, what are you talking about? She goes, it, it's cruel. And she hands me this flyer. And it's got a picture of a bull and the belly side of the bull was exposed to the camera and as plain as day, I showed her, I said, you see that rope right there? Now what's that part of the bull's anatomy? You see how far they are apart? And she looked at me and with the most disgusted look on her face, she, she just turned around and walked off because I had proven her wrong or educated yeah. her. And yeah. She didn't want to be educated. Well, it's just like Ben Shapiro always says. Facts don't care about your feelings. Mm -mm. And I think a lot of people kind of go into this with a certain emotion and that's fine to each their own. We live in a great American country that you get the freedom to think like whatever you want. But it is comical sometimes when they come out of the woodwork and you're just kind of like, have you seen the guy that just came off that bowl? I think it's the other way around. Well, and and to your point, (laughs) we can disagree. Yeah. We're free to disagree. I love people that disagree with me because- I'm one of the very few people I think in this world that that love to sit down and talk with people that completely disagree with me because that's the only way we're both going to learn mm-hmm. is to actually have a conversation. And so many people won't do that. Well, and I think this event to it being the global cup, other countries are involved yeah. and you know, this world is quickly every day that goes by becoming a smaller and smaller place to be able to bring so much more light to our country having it hosted here in Dallas and to let people see like, Hey, this isn't just an American sport. Right. And it's growing and it's, 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 there's other, it's giving, it's bringing opportunity to, to guys like 
athletes in Brazil. Man, those guys, and and I was so excited for those guys because they are my friends. Yeah. They're, they're some of my best friends, yeah. and I know how much they care about the sport. Yeah. And when Team Brazil won, I cheered as loud as I did for Team USA. Yeah. Uh, in and, the back and of my they're they kicked some serious yeah, butt. They're incredible awesome. athletes. Yeah. But they focus. They mm-hmm. do things out of uh, a different kind of passion than than most people right. in the states do. Yeah, and so and they're good guys, man. Mm-hmm. They just they're just from a different country. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, Australian the Australia team. It was great uh, chatting with those guys. The Canadian guys. I got a, yeah. I got a chance to talk to one of the Canadian athletes and. Gosh, I love their accent. Yeah, it just it, cracks me up. But they're great people, and it just—it's just really cool to to see that it's. I think a lot of people have that misconception about PBR that it's just some American sport, right? That, just a bunch of old hillbillies yeah. and, and and rednecks from the south right. that do this. They don't realize that these guys are spending uh, as much time working on nutrition. Mm-hmm. They're spending time in the gym. Mm-hmm. They're doing yoga. Can you think, go back to the John Wayne era and mm-hmm. think about a guy like the Duke doing yoga? No. Nope. That crap ain't happening. No, nope. yeah. But these guys are doing it because their bodies have to be in tip-top condition. Well, yeah, the the and especially because the performance of the bowl is getting better and the energy that's being put into um, making the bowls harder to ride and all that stuff, that also brings up the challenge put on the athlete. So they need to start thinking in the mindset of like your NFL fullback yeah. that has, you know, a $10 million contract, like right. off season is a very important time. Right. And so, yeah. Well, and you bring up two points me. because none of these guys have million dollar contracts right. and there is no off season. You know, uh, the crazy thing about this sport is these guys still pay entry fees unless you get to the absolute elite level, they still pay entry fees to go compete. And if they don't win, they don't get paid. Isn't that nuts? Like, yeah. To me, that's sport in the absolute purest form. Mm-hmm. If you're willing to, you, the old saying, you know, you, who better to bet on than yourself? Mm-hmm. These guys do it every week. Yeah. They bet on themselves every week. They do on a financial side, yep. on a physical side, the mental, all the different components that goes into beca- being a top athlete in PBR. There's so much respect that I have for them, especially having that close up look and getting yeah. to meet the, the the guys and, and to see the looks on their faces when they have a successful ride yeah. to see how they get up when they get stepped on by a bull, you know, how it's crazy. excited they were this weekend. Every time they would ride a bull, even the guys, even the teams that were out of contention to win it, mm-hmm. every time they would ride their whole team would just go crazy. They were it's so awesome. excited about it. And, and to me, again, like that's what sports are all about. Mm-hmm. It's about winning. I don't care. I mean, mm-hmm. if if you don't show up somewhere looking to be successful, mm-hmm. you're a loser. Well, and honestly, the the athletes that that have that like that team camaraderie aspect. I mean, I played uh, when I played football in college. Uh, we had a really unique football program, and it taught me a very valuable lesson about competing. Um, all the way up to to coming and playing. Mm-hmm. Um, in college, on the college level, it was all about winning, yeah. you know, and the mindset changed because of this unique um, formula they had. Uh, it wasn't about the scoreboard at the end. It was about putting your best effort in right. every down. And if you did that, whether or not the scoreboard showed that you won, you still won. Right. And there was a couple of different, they called it two different things. So there's the, you're either on the success road mm-hmm. 
or the road to success. Mm -hmm. So the road to success, it's all about the scoreboard. You could have done amazing things in that game, put your best effort, but if you didn't win at the end of the day, then you're a loser. Right. Right. And it, or there's the opposite. Like if you put your best foot forward and once you get a team that has that attitude, each individual, you're going to grow a whole lot more. And you're going to look at that, um, that day of competing, whether you won or lost and, have respect for the other players, have respect yeah. for yourself and really feel like you won in the way of bettering yourself. Cause you put your best forward. Anyways, that's well, kind of a rambling, but, but, but a couple things though, yeah. I, even if, even in defeat, mm -hmm. you can have those small victories. Yeah. Right. You know, and I say, if you're not there to win, you're a loser. And mm -hmm. I say that because of this, if you get defeated and you did your absolute best and you learned how to get better tomorrow, mm -hmm. that's a win. Mm hmm. But if you show up and you don't put out your best effort, to me, I'm one of those guys like like I've really, especially here in the last month and a half or so, it's like today is going to be the greatest day of my life mm -hmm. because I'm going to be better than I was yesterday. Mm -hmm. And if you're not doing that, you're wasting space. Yeah. Like, I really do believe that. If yeah. you're not trying to be better today than you were yesterday, then why the hell are you here? Right. It makes no sense to me. Yeah. Even and on it, our bad days. Like right. I woke up this morning, I told you, I said, I feel like somebody punched me in the cheek. My sinuses hurt. Yep. This sucks. The weather's bad outside. Yep. But you know what? I got a smile on my face. I woke up in the greatest country in the world. What mm -hmm. do I have to complain about? With air in your lungs. That's right. Yep. No I, one's promised tomorrow. Alex and I were literally just talking about that literally today because we're, we're like, gosh, I'm exhausted. This weekend mm -hmm. was a long weekend. But we're here. We have another opportunity to grow the company mm -hmm. and to work together. Like, let's have that good morale and we're exhausted because we had such a good weekend exactly yeah and, and that's what we should strive to do every single day mm -hmm. i want to go home tonight and just be so beat up and tired and exhausted because i had such a great day mm -hmm. tomorrow i'm gonna try to outdo myself yeah you know because uh, and and that's that attitude of being on the success road yep as opposed to the road to success. Like yeah. you've got your goals, right. And you may or may not uh, uh, accomplish them, but it's the same thing with like the fitness world. Like you have your micro goals and your macro goals. Um, and you're going to experience failure, but as long as you're putting your best foot forward and you know it, you're going to be successful. Well, and you talk about the the different types of goals. Mm -hmm. So I've got a guy in my gym and I love him to death, but he's at about 140. And his biggest thing is, man, I, I want to get to 160. I want to get to 160. And I said, stop. Get to 145. And he goes, I don't want to settle. And I said, hey, dummy, 145 or 140, which is closer to 160? And he goes, well, 145. And I said, okay, there's your first win. Mm -hmm. Put on five pounds and then call that a success. And then change your short-term goal mm -hmm. to 150. Mm -hmm. All right, do it like that. Take these little steps it's to get better. You don't have yep. to... I don't have to be exactly where I want to be tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Now, in the next 10 years, you know, we can set long-term goals. But every day is a short-term goal to get to 10 years from now. Exactly. I did it with my gym. Yeah. And yeah, people so don't understand that. Shameless plug, where's your gym at? Uh, in the middle of nowhere, northeast Oklahoma. What's it called? West Fit. And you can find it online, right? Yeah, you can find it at social media, West Fit OK. Boom. Uh, I think That's IG, right? Yeah, on Instagram. That's all we do. Uh, Westfitgym.com, I think. It's all nice. under my brand. It's all under the Matt West Now brand. So I'm going to come and work out there. I want you to, man. Like I love it because it was something that, that grew completely out of a passion. Because mm -hmm. when I was 22 years old, I weighed 300 pounds. I'd never been in a gym, had no idea what I was doing in life, really. I moved home. 
lost 100 pounds, a little over 100 pounds. Something motivated you, though. Something motivated me, what yeah. What was it? Uh, that stupid you don't have to go ex- into detail. No, that stupid yeah. ex-girlfriend. No. Yeah. Uh, you know, the the girl I was seeing at the time started talking to some other guy, some football player, and I was like, you know what? Turd. Yeah, stupid. Anyways. Jersey chasers. But, no, but and I'm a firm believer in God puts things in front of you to open your eyes yeah. about everything, yeah. everything we That's do. That's one of those things where it's like you can experience a failure. You can look at that as a failure, and it's all about how you respond to it. Was it was the biggest win of my life, right. man. It was the biggest win of my life yeah. because it set into motion things that didn't happen tomorrow, didn't happen the next day. That was, I was 21, 22 years old when that happened. Fast forward, I'm I'm a little bit older than that now. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to but open. But you're yoked. Yeah, well. And now I, you have a gym. Yeah, and now I have a gym. Yeah. And uh, I got an awesome career, an awesome family. My mom and dad run my gym for me. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. Like, it's, it's the greatest day ever because mm-hmm. I woke up here. I can call my parents. I can, you know, I can sit and hang out with you. Mm-hmm. Nothing I'm not to, that cool. Nothing to complain about. And Drew. Drew is cooler. I think Drew's the coolest person in this room. Absolutely. Without yeah. question. In this building, he says, <laughs> that's why you're cool. Well, there's only three of us in the building, so. That is true. Yeah. There you go. Whatever. Um, so, you know, that, that honestly makes me think of um, a, lot of, a lot of times we talk about that, especially when we're doing transformations. You know, if you go into something aimlessly, mm-hmm. like you've got goals, that's great. Yeah. That's a step. But you got to find your why. And you got to know what that is and you got to let that fuel you every day. And it's your mental state that's going to get you to it's mind over matter. You don't mind. So it doesn't matter. Right. So, but at the same time, you, you've got to know your why you can't just have a goal out there mm-hmm. and not have a why. And, um, and know it's really easier said than done, but even today, like, you know, we did this big, I did this big dad bod transformation when I first started here, right. lost a bunch of weight. Cause I went from the gun industry where I'm eating lots of steak, drinking beer and smoking cigars and whiskey and all that really unhealthy yeah. came back to the fitness industry, lost a bunch of weight. I found my why because I was accountable to everyone on social media. Yeah. I'm yeah. here at man sports back in the fitness industry. My main why was, uh, my kids. And after the transformation, I put on a little Christmas weight. Right. And, uh, I kind of lost grip of that. Why? Yep. And, um, now, it's the new year. So we got new goals and I always start with my why Mm -hmm. before I start making those goals. And, you know, it's just like that in the fitness world. It's like that career wise. Um, it doesn't matter if you're a manager at pizza hut, like you, if you don't have a why you're not going to go anywhere. You're going to be a manager at pizza hut, but losing that why is so easy to do. Yeah. So easy to do. And that's where I'm a firm believer. And we have to constantly remind ourselves why, why? Why? You know, and, and I'm not one of those guys that writes things on the wall to remind myself sure. of things because I can do it right here. I can yeah. do it in my mind. I can I can constantly remind myself. I didn't want to get out of bed this morning. And I was Me like, either. no, I've got things I've got to do today. Why? Well, one, this is going to be fun. Two, I'm going to get home and work out because I'm going to be better today than I was yesterday. Yep. Period. That's actually, I'm not trying to, you know. Stroke your ego here. No, you but should. I, Stroke away. Take I, my horn. Whatever you want to do, let's do it. Let's I w- <laughs> woke up this morning. I was like, uh, actually, mm-hmm. my my alarm went off uh, for probably a good 45 minutes. I just kept hitting the snooze. Yeah. And, you know, I got excuses. Long weekend. Yeah. But 
I did think about that. I was like, we're going to have a badass day because I'm going to do a podcast with Matt West. But we do that all the time. Yeah. We do it with everything. Dude, when I was a kid, I wanted to be a pro wrestler so bad. I wanted to work for WWE. Uh, I wanted to be a country music singer. I wanted to be a preacher. I wanted to do all these things. And you know the steps that I took to do them? None. Nothing. <laughs> absolutely nada. Right. Um, and I'm not doing that anymore. Like, there's no reason not to. If if you want to run for president of the United States, then do it. There's mm-hmm. nothing in this world that says we can't do it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, same thing with, with getting up today. I wanted to have a podcast. You know, it took me two years to actually start doing it. It mm-hmm. took me 10 years to open up my gym. It, it was mm-hmm. a dream I had, and I kept finding ways to justify not doing it. Yeah. Same with a podcast. But you had that why that stayed with you along Absolutely. the way. And I think a lot of people um, allow their... But, and not to interrupt you again, right? but I had that why with me all the time, but I would lose it. I would lose it daily. And it was God slapping me in the face with that why to mm-hmm. say, hey, remember this? Remember this? Yep. Remember this? And it was a constant reminder of, this is why you're supposed to be doing this. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't do it on my own. Yep. I had to be reminded. Right. No. I, 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 I listened to a guy, a motivator, um, once talk about how it took him 10 years to get a bachelor's degree, which typically takes four. Yeah. If you're really smart, it can take three. Yeah. And at the end of getting it, me. that 10 years, right? 10 years. Yeah. Didn't matter because... It was the same as the guy who did it in three or four. Yep. It's he's got that piece of paper now, you know, and he's, he, he went through plenty of failures, mm-hmm. but he had that. Why he was going to be the first one in his family to finish and graduate yep. with a bachelor's degree. And I honestly related to that because I took a victory lap. Yeah. I, when I was playing football in college, um, I suffered a really severe concussion. It put me out and, um, I ended up dropping out midway through my second semester and I actually used my student loan money to just survive. Yeah. And it was awesome. I think we all have. Yeah. And, but I wasn't going to classes, nothing. And I felt really defeated. I I thought my football career, all of it was going to be done. I was like, I just wasted, you know, a year and a half of my life. I almost walked away from it, but I said no. And I racked up, I lost my, I lost the scholarship that I had. Um, I ended up, racking up a ton of student loan debt for the record guys. When I say a ton, I left college. My private loans were over $160,000 Wow! and my federal loans were about 60. So that's over $200,000 of student loan debt, which this last year I paid off all my private loans, which is big monkey off my back. However, I still, regardless of the debt, I had that why I'm going to finish. Yeah. And I did. And I'm really happy I did. It's funny you say that because I went to four different colleges over the span of about six different years. All right. So my first three semesters in college, I had a scholarship to judge horses competitively on horse judging team. That's awesome. First three semesters, I'm a 4.0 student. Like, like we're doing everything by the book, by the letter. Fourth semester, I move in with a buddy of mine. Um, classes start getting a little further away. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't make it to class. And I'm like, you know what? I didn't want an associate's degree anyways. I'm going to go get my bachelor's at Oklahoma State. I go to Oklahoma State, I last half a semester. I move home and I'm like, well, I don't have to get at Oklahoma State. I'm going to finish my associates mm-hmm. at a community college in Kansas. I do that. So I get that two year degree. I'm going to go to college where my dad went, Roger State in Claremore, Oklahoma. I go there for a semester. It's okay. Then I'm like, well, I'm going to go back to Oklahoma State. And, and I, I kept 
circling around and circling around, circling around because I thought I had to have that piece of paper. And this mm-hmm. is by no way a commercial to drop out of college. Yeah, but sure. all of those places, I learned something mm-hmm. and I kept learning and learning and learning. And I didn't get my degree, but I did start to see different paths sure. to where I am now. Right. And I was in Oklahoma State when I in Stillwater when I weighed 300 right. pounds and moved home. Mm-hmm. I had to be there. I had to be there mm-hmm. for God to teach me a lesson, to sure. get me home, to put me on the path I'm yeah. on now. Well, and, and everyone has their takeaways from those things. And that you could consider, some people may consider that a failure, a but it failure. wasn't. And there's days where I still right. go, man, I got defeated. I let something so easy, like mm-hmm. finishing school, I let it beat me. Mm-hmm. But then I look at, you know what? No, that defeat led me to a bigger success. Right. Well, and I graduated in 2009 from college, five years, so that's going to date me a little bit. Um, Dude, you're old. I know. I've got Fuck gray hair man. and fat now. You look like an old Seth Rollins. Thank you. So anyways. <laughs> Google him. Um, uh, so, but, you know, I spent a good five-plus years thinking, what a waste. Yeah. I am so mad. None of my professors really taught me anything aside from some of the classes I was interested in. Um, And, you know, I just was bitter about college. I told a lot of my friends, like, don't even go. Right. You know, but I finally kind of passed that where I I looked at it as, yeah, I have the piece of paper and I really paid for it. A very expensive piece of paper. But what I really learned was how to be resourceful. And I think... Um, unless you're going to like a specific trade school to be like an engineer or something, uh, don't just go to college just to get a piece of paper because you can do something different. If you want to, that's just my advice too. Like if if there's any listeners that are, that are on the fence about whether they should continue, like don't just go and get yourself in a bunch of debt to get a piece of paper and a degree like but it's to play okay. devil's advocate yeah. at the same time don't not go just because you don't know what you want to do with your true life. yeah because because I, I do like when i started college i was going to judge horses professionally the rest of my life mm-hmm. and now you know i i i've i've transitioned from a live arena announcer than pbr right. to now i'm doing some play-by-play stuff on a digital network so let, it's let's, leading me let's to talk TV. about that because we've got uh we've got our five minute warning um, bing, 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 ding, ding, ding for the <laughs> flavor of the day podcast. Yeah, man. And we'll continue with yours. Yeah. Um, so that, that's actually a good, another plug guys, uh, at the end of the flavor of the day podcast, if yeah. you want to continue listening to what Matt and I are talking about, you're going to have to head over to Matt West. Now Matt West now yep. on iTunes, iTunes, Google play, Google play, SoundCloud, SoundCloud. Hopefully by the time this comes out, it's everywhere. Yeah. So head over to that after that, but let's talk about that really quick. I want to get our viewers and listeners. I want to. I want them to know, like, okay, so you're an announcer for the PBR. Yeah. Uh, t- tell us a little bit about that. Like, how did you get into that? Um, and then maybe give us a little background on your favorite things about being an announcer, yeah. and maybe some challenges. So that you face. I'll I'll give you the cliff note version of a really long story. I got forced to announce when I was in college. I absolutely got forced to announce. Me and a buddy of mine that I grew up with were making fun of an announcer because he was terrible. And the guy putting on little junior bull ridings, like mutton busting, three, four, five, all the way up to 17-year-old kids. If you haven't seen it, guys, it's awesome. It's awesome. So he he basically forces me to announce this little kids event, um, and that started a snowball. I never wanted to do it again. I told the lady I'd never do it again because I – am naturally shy. Like I'm so ridiculously shy. I know that in my real life, when I walk out of here, you know, we met through work my real life. When I walk out of here, 
I'm a very quiet, like shy guy. And so it was really hard for me, but it didn't take me long to find out that I really, really loved what I was doing. Excelled at it, yeah. I'd grown up around, you know, in the country, in the middle of nowhere in Oklahoma. I'd been around Western sports my whole life, so it was was comfortable. Mm -hmm. I loved it. And um, doing one of those events, it kind of snowballed. Somebody made a phone call. Next thing I know, I had – I had to erase all my short-term goals to do these regional finals uh, that I never still to this day got to do. Mm-hmm. But I had a short-term goal of a couple regional finals and one PBR. I erased all that. Didn't happen. But I've done eight PBR world finals. Now we launched a digital platform. I'm the lead play-by-play guy for it. And uh, awesome. it's turned into a great career. It's fun to watch you. It's Man, it's fun. Yeah. I, was, uh, I got to see you amongst the athletes running around with the camera mm-hmm. and the, the mic. And I'll be honest, I was a little jealous. I was like, That'd be, that would be cool to do. <laughs> it's awesome. I got so the maybe I'll make ever. fun of you one of these days and they'll be like, the PBR will be like, Hey, you should, you should try it. I'm an easy target. Yeah. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I am. We call it the comedy central roast of rich every day. For those of you <laughs> who don't know in the office, it happens at least once a day, maybe like three or four times. A day. Well, or maybe it's just an all day thing, but that's okay. As long as I'm, Getting people to smile and laugh at my expense, I'm okay with it. Dude, I love it. That's yeah. the most gratifying thing in the world yeah. is to make somebody smile. Yeah, it really is. It really is. I'm giving back to our community at Mansports. That's right. <laughs> and you're giving back in a big, big way. Thank you. Because there's a lot of laughs about you. Yeah, when I when I first started, <laughs> I started a lot of my videos with Patriot Rich here. and The it, best thing about you yeah. giving back is you don't even always have to be here for you to give back and make us laugh at you. Well, there we go. Because you can, as long as you tell it to me in front of my face, I'm good with it. But I'm kidding, man. Well, that is awesome, man. I I really appreciate you taking the time to come yeah, here. It's awesome. There's a it's a good way to um to wrap up a long weekend yep. full of a lot of firsts for man sports for America. Yeah, because the Global Cup's first time being hosted first here, time in, here in the states. Um, a couple of takeaways, guys. If you don't know much about bull riding, for our viewers, yep. um, head on to Netflix. Uh, the next Netflix and chill you're going to do uh, watch fearless yeah. that I it is so inspiring. Really you don't is. have to be a fan to appreciate and respect what these guys are doing on a daily basis. Um, and it's, I really can't wait to see how bull riding expands and grows as a sport. Uh, it is unlike any other thing I've ever been to. If you guys are into road uh, motocross or monster truck rallies, it's an awesome, badass dirt sport. Yep. And you don't have to be necessarily a fan of bull riding, but it is just a fun event. You don't have to be a cowboy, cowgirl. You didn't have to grow up in the country. You don't have yeah. to know anything about it. Just get educated. Yeah. It's way more fun than going to a movie or a concert, right. at least in my book. Me too. So thank you. Appreciate thank you, it. man. Do it again sometime. Yes. Bye. Okay, so the camera's off. Yep. We just did this whole like like Rocky Four type, the, you know, the over the top. Yeah. Actually, yeah, I was yeah. kind of hoping it. <laughs> hey, Drew, make sure that there's some like filters yeah. on that so my arm just looks really yoked because he's got a big arm. Maybe if you could get like a little, like just Photoshop my bicep a little bit taller, it'd be good. Nothing against Michael Phelps, but I kind of feel like that. Like you're like Jay Cutler <laughs> and I'm like... The swimmer Michael Phelps. Jay Cutler to Michael Phelps. That's a huge difference. I know. That's what I'm saying. I have got these gangly arms. I need to uh, hit the gym. Whatever, man. We posted a picture on Instagram the other day, and, and I looked at it because I'm one of those guys that looks at it. And I was like, this dude is huge. Oh, uh, well. But I guess you're your own worst critic. Yeah. yeah, And you should be. Yeah. You absolutely yeah. should be. So My, 
Yeah, we, we got the video camera out of here. We're, we're going to keep rolling. I, I want to get to this because we haven't had a chance to talk about it. Did you see Graham's rant this morning? Jeez Louise, man. About the Girl Scouts and, and all that. It's hard to digest, especially when you first hear it. Because it's like, what every day is going to bring something new with the left yeah. and what they're doing in, in, in these PC world that we live in. But the Girl Scouts... What it, but he puts it in such a way. I mean, it is the most obvious thing in the world. They've got an all-girl boy scout troop. True. Isn't that They're the Girl, girl scouts? scouts? Gosh. What, like, what the hell is wrong with these people? Mm, everyone I don't gets understand. a trophy. Everyone gets a trophy. It's, I don't know. It's, it's, people, a, it's a weird world we live in, and freedom is great. Absolutely. But it, I think we're, we're starting to go a little too far. It's okay to have b- certain things be segregated in a certain way. Like I feel like even that word has got is, is just like a it's a it's a tough word to use in our society today. It's got such a negative connotation because right. of you know because it's automatically associated with racism. Yeah, and then there's there's you got Gillette coming out, and it's like guys, like you're a brand, just be you, and like. They just killed their biggest audience. Yeah. And you look at Nike and their success with uh, what they did. Like, I'm not, I was not for what they did, you know, with the whole Colin Kaepernick thing. Um, But they had, it's funny because a lot of people got all riled up about it. But they don't realize Nike is Nike and they're a marketing genius. They're not going to do it without being calculated. And they know that they're going to make money off of it. And Gillette tried to attempt that and failed. (laughs) But that's the thing. Like Nike had the, had the audience, they had the people. Um, And we can all say, well, you know, we're going to, we're going to boycott this company. Well, Mm -hmm. really are we, you know, Mm -hmm. because uh, we'd love to say that, but Mm -hmm. we as a whole, as a nation, it's scary because you know what? I was born a man. Yeah. When I die, I'm going to be a man. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be a man till the day I die. That's never going to change because yeah. that's how God made me. Yeah. I'm wired different than a lot of people. But how many people don't feel that same way? It's weird because the Democratic Party calls themselves the party of science. And it's like, listen, guys, you've abandoned that. Your leaders have literally gone so far left with their opinions yeah. and their views that they're literally trying to change scientific fact it's like your dna is your dna mm-hmm. you're either xy or xx yeah that's it period period there's no once you start getting in the great i mean and it, it's crazy because i took moral philosophy in college and I, I loved it it was one of the most challenging classes that i took and you know you start getting into a really bad place when you start making exceptions yeah. and it's called the slippery slope, which is a word that's tossed around a lot, but it's a legit, it's a legitimate mindset. Like once you start saying like, okay, well it's not murder after a certain time period after conception, then you get to the point where we're at now and we got people that are literally murdering babies. Yeah. It's like insanity. How do you think that that's okay? Like how do people, Look, I've justified a lot of stupid stuff in my life, mm-hmm. but there's a level of stupidity that people are reaching in this day and age that is absolutely freaking mind-blowing to me. I don't get it. Yeah. It, it, it's like, and again, to go back to what we were talking about earlier on on, on your podcast, um, I don't mind disagreeing, mm-hmm. 
But even to that point, there's a level of disagreement that is just flat freaking yeah, stupid. Absolutely. And we've hit it. Oh, and, the, and the craziest thing about it is it's like, you know, on the backs of the soldiers who have fought for our freedom to be able to give you that opinion to have, that's fine. You can yeah. don't tread on me. You can think what you want to think over there. Right. But when you start to impede on the, the, the people that live free in this country and say, okay, I believe this. Even if science isn't isn't behind it, right? Um, you have to believe it too. Yeah, I'm sorry. You can't force anything on no. me. And now and my taxpayer dollars are not going to go into right. support abortion. That's right. Period. Well, and I mean, again, disagreeing is fine. Mm-hmm. I I love to have the conversation and try to find a middle ground. Sure. But there's certain things in life that that it's not going to happen, mm-hmm. and you're not going to force your belief on me, mm-hmm. no matter how hard you mm-hmm. try. No. And and that's, I mean, unfortunately, those people are, I, I want to say they're taking over. Right. But then every time I start to think like that, I, I start to get around guys like you guys. And then I'm like, you know what? We got hope, man. Yeah. You know, we, we there's some good people in this country. They're, they're on a track. The, the, you know, the thing is, is like, if we're going to go political, um, you know, Trump is going to get reelected because of their stupidity. They're digging themselves a grave yep. every day. And it's like, they keep sending him gems. You know, with, you know, with like uh, Cortez getting on talking the Green New Deal. And it's like the, literally the stupidest policy I've ever heard. And for those who might be listening, haven't seen it yet. Like you should have already because it's been all Google it. News. Get educated. But it is like they, she wants to abolish literally wants to abolish airlines. Yeah. Like flying in airplanes, flying in airplanes. She wants to replace it with trains. And it's like what? I I don't it's did really hard to say to the union opinion about it. Yeah, I did. I, I loved it when Trump said, you know what? We will never be a socialist country. Amen. Ever. And I, I like there were so many times I'm sitting in my living room watching the state of the union. There were so many times I wanted to stand up and applaud mm-hmm. and I, you get to watch it. And I love how he did it because the beginning of the show or the beginning of the, the address, man, he united both sides. He did. And they yeah. were all standing up. And I thought, when was the last time you saw both sides of the aisle stand up together and applaud? even with the even with even if the other side's motivation was was a little bit twisted, it still right. happened. It happened. It's still a win. And, and to me, that's yeah. a moment in history. Yep. Um, I, we were with Chad Prather last night, and I meant to yell at him for this because he posted the other day, and he posted uh, how he was watching the State of the Union because he draped a towel over Nancy Pelosi's head. <laughs> And I was I was gonna yell at him and be like, dude, you ruined the whole thing because that was the best part was yeah, watching her seeing squirm. her reaction. Oh man, or lack of reaction, <laughs> especially for certain things that were like, you are inhumane if you can't clap for something like that. Like yeah. partisan aside, your politics and all that aside, like decreasing sex trafficking. Yeah, and poverty and increasing jobs jobs for uh demographics that have never been it to me it's just absolute insanity and that's that's another thing like they've taken themselves graves because america is watching and i I was listening to some statistics recently um on ben shapiro's show and you know i think it was over 80 i think it was like 81 percent of um the what is it the libertarian group basically the what is the term they used anyways it was approval rating of the speech right and it's just looking really good for 
for Donald's re-election. Re right. I yeah. say Donald like I know him, but right, Trump's yeah. re-election. Don. Don. The Don, man. The Don. Yeah. But, um, you know, I, I spent a lot of time on this podcast talking about people and their backgrounds and how they, they got into where they're at now. And we touched a little bit about, you know, like like how we got to this point. Mm -hmm. But I want to go back and talk about you because the other day we're working out and, and just normal conversation. I was like, man, I wish we would have recorded this because, like, you have been – uh, I said Hollywood Yates a couple of weeks ago was maybe the the biggest miscast for the most interesting man oh, in the world. Get out of here, man! But yeah. but like, dude, you've been like you've done a lot. I've had a weird career. You, yeah, you, you're an art geek. Yeah, yeah. Do you want me to go into <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah, okay. Uh, tell me, tell me. We'll repeat quick. it. Uh, I hate talking about myself. I uh, do too. That's why I'm wanting you to do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, That's how this podcast works. Yeah, no, I feel you. And and, and and I look at it when I if I ever have an opportunity like to build a relationship, right. it's more for me. It's like about sharing testimony, and I'll be the first one to say that God is is etched out a path for me. I mean, you know. I definitely consider myself a Christian and that everything that I have today is because God, um, I'm not the best Christian. Agreed. I make lots of mistakes. I've, and, and I've fallen on my, flat on my face plenty. I'm very adamant about people knowing my love for my God mm -hmm. and understanding that I am maybe I, like I have the strongest faith in God mm -hmm. as any human that walks the planet. Mm -hmm. But I love the F word too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and it and comes out every now and then I know. naturally just kind of like, oh, and I try to keep it away because I know my mom listens to this podcast. Yeah, so funny. I try to, I try not to, but yeah. it happens. We're yep. human. Yep. It's anyway, true. So yeah, we art. are. Artsy fartsy. Yeah. So actually it's funny because I, when I graduated high school and I'm going to try to be, I'm going to abbreviate as much as I can just because <laughs> I'm long winded. Same. Um, but, you know, I graduated high school. The only thought in my mind was where am I going to go play football? I was recruited oddly enough out of Vermont, which is where I was going to high school. Uh, high school I went to was St. Johnsbury Academy. I think I was telling this to someone last night, the school itself, if you live in the town, it's a small town in Vermont, you get to go to school there for free. Now my whole family extended wise is from this town. My dad grew up there. My grandfather went to that school. My dad went to that school. Out of state tuition is close to 40 grand a year. Wow. Insane. Wow. I got to go to school there for free because of we, we, we moved out there. Um, so it was a huge blessing for me, uh, and graduated with a great education, went to play football at Pacific Lutheran university. And, you know, there's just traces of the Lord in my life throughout. Um, my dad really encouraged me because I just had this ever since I was able to hold a pencil, mm -hmm. I just could craft things like painting and drawing. And I was really into comic books and took some art classes in high school, excelled in that. There's actually some pieces at the Academy, big framed oh, ones that cool. I did. Yeah. And I didn't even know it. Yeah. Uh, it's been years since I've been back, but, um, I took one art class and cause I was just going to go study business and right. Marketing took one art class. It was a graphic design course. I found out that through graphic design, you could actually make some money. Um, it was a specific trade. Yeah. And so I, my, my final major was, I was a fine arts major with an emphasis in two dimensional media, um, and graphic design. Uh, but you know, my love is for painting and I just paint, I, yeah. I painted murals. Yeah. Um, so I don't sell them. I get pushed a lot. I have sold pieces in the past, you know, I could make good money doing it, but I'm just too busy. Yeah. Um, but that's my muse is art. I actually got a minor in art history, which is weird. 
Um, <laughs> it's not really though. I mean, yeah. like, it, it's weird because I, I think we we see you and you're this big tatted up. I mean, your your Instagram bio says professional American for goodness sakes. Yes. It's like like you're the most manly guy in the world. Oh, and for some you. reason, we don't we don't associate art with being just a big rugged tough guy. And I think that's crap. Yeah, I mean, I me really too. do. I really do. All the all the ink on my arm for for the record is out of a graphic novel I I wrote in college. It was one of really? my senior projects. Yeah, so it was about. It's called the prophecy. It was my spin on um, uh, the end of the world in the Book of Revelation. So it's all actual images from my book. How long was it? I mean, did, did did you publish it? Did you? No, I didn't do anything with it. It was Why? just to get. I don't know. Why not? I was actually planning on doing like a series. It's just time. Wait, was it good or did it suck? Let's be honest. I don't know. Well, we Maybe need to it, find out. So it's it's through the eyes and perspective of of two people. One of them being myself and my brother. But in the story, you don't know that. Yeah. And it's um, basically the book Revelation. If uh, wait a minute, I I'm going to cut you off. Yeah. Because. I want you to tell me about this book okay. in the voice that you used in the video we watched the other day. Can you do it? Which one was the the, the, the narrator voice. Oh. That's the greatest thing I've ever heard, man. Yeah, I guess voiceovers. One man this summer. <laughs> I love it. In the city. Not that voice. So you no, wanna... the other one, the, okay. the, the like fairy tale voice. You don't have to, but at some now point before the prophecy. We... Yeah. Today we begin that voice. That one, it's so good. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe if uh, I actually have been paid to do that a couple times. Well, I did a jeans commercial once. I want you to finish telling me about the book, though. Okay. I, I, and In I, that I voice chase. I, no, just okay. tell me. I chase squirrels really bad. No, you're good. Shiny penny. I'm the same That's way. That's right. I like a cookie. You know yeah. what's that squirrel? Over the, yeah, <laughs> over the hedge. Yeah. So um, the the book itself is about. Uh, so I think a lot of Christians believe that we're going to be raptured before all the craziness happens. It's called the pre, pre-trib uh, rapture. Um, I'm actually a mid-trib, post-trib. or not post, mid to, so trib being tribulation. Right. We're not going to experience any tribulation. Is what, but um, it's under my belief that it's through my studies in the Bible, and I'm not opposing it, I actually thought about it for a long time, and I thought that that was what was going to happen. Right. So anyways, in college, uh, another added to this, I minored in theology, Christian theology. Wow. So I just did it because of my own passion. I, I wanted to learn more yeah. on, an, I guess, a scholarly level. Yep. And through my studies of the book of Revelation and stuff, and I'm not trying to toot my horn or anything, it's just my own personal experience with it. I just, I felt like it was more leaning towards, we're going to see some crap. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, as a Christian, like it's our responsibility to be prepared for that. And I think a lot of the, uh, comfort that we experience today in America, uh, from a spiritual standpoint, um, if it was mid trip, most Christians wouldn't be ready for it. Yeah. Uh, whereas you see persecution around the world, like in the middle East, for instance, there's Christians being beheaded, mm-hmm. killed mm-hmm. millions. And it's insane that the new, the news and the media doesn't cover it. Um, so anyways, that's, it's just, it's just basically, uh, the, the view of the antichrist is, has risen or he's, he's come forward in the, world is going crazy. It's clearly the end times. Um, and so that's what the book's about. It's about the journey of these two brothers that, it, that are seeing all this unfold. Yeah. And they end up communicating with uh, Michael, the archangel, which is no. Yeah. Michael, 
which is weird. Hmm. It's obviously not biblically accurate or anything, but, and then Michael tells them like, Michael hey, was a good guy that lived down the road from the, uh, you know, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. So it was it, just down anyways. the street from the manger, lived third house on the left. Dude, I will get you a copy of it. I want, I want you to. And, and like, I'm so intrigued. Do you think we're, you think we're seeing the beginning stages of, yeah. of the end? I do actually. I'm not the guy. I'm not the guy that sits on the street corner with the end is nigh. But you know, right. I think it. There's never been a time in history um, where it's actually literally been impossible to happen. You know, generations past. You know, for instance, great example would be World War II. You know, mm-hmm. Nazi Germany. Mm-hmm. A lot of people thought he was the Antichrist. I right. think. I think he was uh, certainly. Um, We've had political figures here sure. in our country that people thought were the Antichrist. The spirit of the Antichrist has been alive for a long time. Um, but is it the Antichrist? No. Uh, but I think with the craziness of the book of Revelation and the prophecies and everything, this is probably the first time you've ever gone deep into No, I love it, though, because crazy. I've been yeah. waiting, you know? Yeah. And I said in the very beginning intro episode of my podcast, so I was going to talk a lot about uh, Western sports, obviously, because mm-hmm. that's the world I'm I'm you know, enveloped in like, that's where I live mm-hmm. is in Western sports. But I, I love my faith. I love Christianity. I love politics, uh, everything. Like I, mm-hmm. I'm there's the reason I started this podcast was to show that there's more about the bull riders. I see every weekend mm-hmm. than how long they last on the back sure. of the rankest bulls in the yeah. world. And what I've learned very quickly is there's more to me Mm-hmm. than what I let a lot of the world see. Mm-hmm. And, and that that's a big one. I mm-hmm. mean, that's that's a really big one. And, and when, you know, we lost Mason the other day, like there was so much I wanted to say about Mason that mm-hmm. people didn't know. I, I see it every week. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, anyways, but this is about you, not me. <laughs> no, no, that's good that you, that you share that. I mean, I, I just, uh, I think it's really cool. Um, it adds a lot of flavor, I think, um, to your audience, knowing that they're not really sure what to expect on who you're going to bring yeah. the next episode yeah. in on. And it's uh, relatable things to what you stand behind and believe. And, um, but yeah, so, you know, I could probably talk for hours. Right. I'm not probably, I could talk for hours. Yeah, absolutely. I do believe that we are um, seeing a lot of things. I mean, you look at um, the prophecies that have been fulfilled in 1948, Jerusalem, never, never before in the history of the world have a people been stripped of their land and given it back. Mm-hmm. That was a prophecy that was foretold thousands of years ago in the book of Revelation. I challenge anyone to try to, to dispute that with me. Um, in addition to that, Jerusalem was just renamed the capital or was just finally given that title of it is the capital of Israel. You know, that's huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trump this year, the temple, it looks like is going to be rebuilt. The breaking of the ground potentially this year, which is insane. Yeah. That, Basically, the next step after that is the the Antichrist will rise and the abomination desolation will follow after that. So, anyways, yes, I do believe that we're we're very near. Yeah, uh, but to me, yeah. near could be tomorrow. Could be yeah. near. Could be twenty years from now. It could be a hundred years. We from never now. know. But we it's don't know for us to really. Yeah, but it, it is and to your point. It's important for us to realize that it's very possible at any second. Um, I want to go back. It's crazy because like I spent a lot of my childhood wanting to be a preacher. Yeah. You, you did the art thing. You did college, you did football, you did this, you did that. Mm-hmm. Um, you spent some time in the ministry. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait what were you right before the so ministry? So I, I started after I got done with football, mm-hmm. I really needed something to compete in. I was obsessed with bodybuilding. Mm-hmm. I think I read Arnold's first book, 
education and on the you Bible. met arnold yeah and i despise you for it i'm well, so jealous well, it, you know and it that's another thing man I, I i go back to uh my faith and there was a lesson that god had for me about him because i put him on such a big pedestal in my life i mean obviously the moral mistakes this guy made right again we right. all make mistakes right, right. you're at that level He's we're human. We're human. Yeah. So, but that aside, just what he had accomplished in his life, I, I really put him up there um, on the pedestal of like in the pinnacle of my career. If I could ever meet him, mm-hmm. I will feel like I would have accomplished something. So I started competing in bodybuilding, um, got, you know, super ripped and that was just my life. And, right. you know, um, once I found that there was an opportunity to work in the bodybuilding industry, I took it. Um, ran my own business kind of, uh, for about three or four years until it led me to Idaho where I had, uh, met my wife and which is where the world world headquarters of bodybuilding.com is. So ended up getting a job there and just all these crazy opportunities showed up, you know, 2015 at the Arnold Classic, I got to have dinner with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Evander Holyfield was there, Ric Flair, uh, dude insane. Yeah. I didn't belong there. Right. But the whole time it was, this is, so this is the transformation. I had the best job ever. Uh, I was making great money, working with great people, full circle. That's where I met the man sports guys. Yeah. I mean, built a lot of great relationships, thought everything was just set until one Sunday I'm sitting in church and I hear the pastor talking about, you know, kind of like what we talked about tomorrow doesn't exist. Um, and I started feeling this conviction, like you and I are talking today and I opened the Bible and I'm just kind of like thumbing through the pages and God just told me like you and me talking right now, I want you to preach. I was like, Nope. Yeah. There's no way that that's a real thing that's happening in my head right now. Mm -hmm. And I just kind of dismissed it and, um, you know, cause why would it like, Right. This is the path I'm on right now. I just got done having dinner with Arnold, but see the dialogue started much earlier. This conversation I was having during that sermon was probably six months after that time I had dinner with Arnold and it almost disrupted my entire time. It kind of almost stole the joy from the time that I was there. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was still awesome, but I just looked at him and I was like, man, you have built this huge empire. You've accomplished so many things, yep. but if it isn't for the kingdom, it's a waste. It's funny so. because Hulk Hogan yeah. was my Arnold. So awesome. Dude. And I've always wanted to meet him. Well, but it's like, that was, that was the biggest thing that could ever happen to me. Hulk Hogan and Ozzy Smith. And I got to sit down with Ozzy one time for about 30 minutes and talk about bull riding and baseball. All he wanted to talk was bull riding because it was the first bull riding he'd ever been to. Um, so I was lucky enough. And man, what, a, what an amazing guy Ozzy was. And mm-hmm. then, you know, I... I stumble into Hulk Hogan in Florida at a gym and we, you know, we've got some mutual friends, whatever. Long story short, uh, I'm in a gym one day and, and we had talked, you know, passing by and he comes over and he's like, Hey man, try this. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, I'm working out with Hulk Hogan. Yeah. And he, it, it dawned on me that this guy that, and I still to this day, I'm not, I'm not acting like, like it's no big deal. Mm hmm. It, every time that if I ever get to meet Hulk Hogan again, I'll go back to being a five-year-old, six-year-old kid. Sure, man. And yeah. it's going to be the coolest thing ever. Mm-hmm. But it dawned on me, this dude's human. Mm-hmm. And then you see all the things that people go through because obviously their their lives are so much bigger than ours. Sure. You see it in the media and mm-hmm. all you see is the negative. Mm-hmm. And all I could think was, this is one of the 
most incredibly sincere guys I've mm-hmm. ever met. Like mm-hmm. he he didn't know me from Adam, mm-hmm. but he thought he could help me. Mm-hmm. And then he just carried on a, a casual conversation with another human being. Mm-hmm. And I thought, man, how cool is that? Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting too. When you, we were talked about that in the gym too. Like sometimes you can meet someone you might think is a hero yeah. and really cool and have a bad experience with him, but maybe you caught him on a bad day. Right. But at the end of the day, like you said, they're just human beings. It's funny. And Graham talked about it on your podcast, the flavor of the day. Yeah. Graham talked about, you know, he can't have a bad day. Right. You know, they're, they're no longer available to just be in a bad mood. I, I thank God that I don't have to deal with that. You're under a microscope. Yeah. Constantly. Yeah. yeah. But but I think we all are. I don't yeah. care if you're a banker or a custodian, you're always under a microscope. Yeah. And, and if you look like you're in a bad mood, people Someone are going to see you trip. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yep. But uh, the good news is there's grace mm-hmm. in every mistake we make. Absolutely. Um, and I've I, fallen flat on my face plenty. You yeah. Know? And so, but, but yeah, so full circle, bodybuilding.com. I'm, you know, that dialogue happened with the whole Arnold thing. And I just couldn't get out of my head until that day. And I, I opened up my Bible and I looked, I was in the book of Exodus and I looked down and it was literally, and I'm not trying to over spiritualize anything here. Take it for what it is. Mm -hmm. This is just my experience. And, um, uh, and it was in the book of Exodus when Moses is talking to God and arguing with the Lord saying, I don't have the ability to speak to Pharaoh. Right. And it was during that time I was having that mental dialogue. Like I'm not, I'm not a preacher. Yeah. So it's not for me. It's yeah. not me. Yeah. No, God, you're, you're, you got the wrong line. Yeah. Sorry. This number has been disconnected. We do that so much. We do. We, yeah. I, and it, and it's weird because when you take action on things like that, whether you're spiritual or not, um, don't doubt your ability. Right. Yeah. I gave my first sermon like six months later. And that's the craziest part about this whole thing is, I doubted it, but I just was so weirded out by that dialogue that I had. I told my wife that night and she was like, what? You know what, what's funny is we were at an autograph signing the other day mm-hmm. and I, the same thing I'd been, I think I was, I was in a hotel room and I just, I don't know if I get bored or, or something, I'll grab the Bible and I'll flip it open and Luke one thirty seven, uh, with God, nothing's impossible. Mm-hmm. And so we had an autograph signing the next day and every picture I would sign, I'd put Luke 137, sign it, you know, That's whatever. Cool. Yeah. And uh, the the guy I was sitting with, he looked at me and he goes, what's that? And I said, you know, and I told him, and I mean, he didn't mean that, like, what what is that? I know it's a scripture, but he said, what, what's that one say? And I told him, you know, and he said, well, well, that's that's a cool message to give to the people. And I said, oh, no, 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 no. That's out of complete selfishness. Yeah. That's me reminding myself yeah. that every time I write, yeah. you know, because I've been struggling. I want to open another gym. I want to mm-hmm. do all these other things in life. And mm-hmm. it's like, I keep telling myself I can't do it. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we justify mm-hmm. not doing what we want to do. Well, and it's cool that you're sharing that too, because one, you're being honest about it. And at the same time, like there's at some way it will affect someone else in a positive yeah. way and they'll do the same thing. Um, but yeah, man, it was, I, do you want me to share the part where I actually make the transition? Dude, like what this happened? is, it's up to you, man. Um, so it, I, I left, yeah. I told my wife, she thought I was nuts. I talked to our pastor that married us and she, she based, or he, he told me, he was like, you know, this is the weirdest thing. Mm-hmm. We literally had our first, our meeting as pastors is the first time we'd ever talked about this, but we were talking about hiring someone with a marketing background. We doing good on time. 
Okay. Um, and, uh, and that's when the hair on the back of my neck stood up. And so I ended up, uh, stewing on it, praying about it, made the decision. We left. Everyone thought I was nuts. I had the attitude that I was hired to retire. I had the coolest job ever a week after serving in my role in ministry. Um, the CEO and founder of bodybuilding.com had stepped down Mm -hmm. and then they laid off a ton of people. And one of the roles that got, that doesn't exist in the company anymore was mine. And so for a while, people were like, how did you know? I had no idea. Yeah. They thought you had an inside track on all the info that it was coming down the pike and you had no idea. I had no idea. But you listened to God. I did. And it it paid out, you know, and I suffered for two years because we didn't, weren't making good money. Um, But it wasn't about that. And I had a specific path and mission and I ended up overseeing a nonprofit called Send Hope and traveled the world. We had a big uh, footprint in India. So I went from feeding bros at bodybuilding.com to feeding orphans. And there's nothing more fulfilling than that. Yeah. And it was an extremely big blessing. And then from there, just to kind of make everything extra spicy, I ended up working in the gun industry. And that's a long story, but I, I ended up merging out mm-hmm. and worked in the gun industry and had a grandiose exit from that and was like, I need to take some time away and talk to my wife. We were like, after I left my last role as the CMO of this company, I'm not going to advertise for. (laughs) No, it's fine. I mean, (laughs) but it's, it's like we all vote, like people vote different. You know, you, you work for a supplement company. I, I, I use a different supplement. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. Sure. You know, you, you work at man sports. Yeah. I take mountain ops. Yeah. We don't have to hate each other. No. And honestly, like, I have a lot of respect for them because I, yeah. I got to know, uh, not them personally, but I knew of the brand cause they were just exploding the gun right. and hunting industry right. and they're just killing it. And it's yeah. awesome. Yep. It's awesome to see them in Cabela's and, um, tip of the hat to them. Right. And you know, well, and, and my thing has always been, you know, two things I, I will not like, I'm not going to endorse anybody that, that I don't, one, believe in the people, mm-hmm. and two, believe in the product. And, yeah. and those two go hand in hand. Yeah. And, I mean, that being said, you guys have been freaking awesome. Like, Appreciate that. It, 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 man, it's been so cool to hang out this weekend. So It has. It's been really amazing me getting to know you. I'm really glad this happened because I, I, I'm looking forward to the next time we get to work out yep. or do another episode. Yeah. And, or just hang. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. hang. Um, but to, to what you just said to, to that, like it's the people, right. Yep. And man sports and the guys that, uh, I met, uh, years when I was in bodybuilding, mm-hmm. when I left, you know, we'd kind of just stayed in touch and, um, I ended up hopping on the phone with the CEO, Steve, and, um, and then, uh, talked with Alex. And the next thing I know I'm on a flight, they were like, dude, you got to see what we've built since. Cause when I met them, they were small. Right. And they're just getting their start. And, you know, a lot of the things they were doing were super cutting edge in the industry. And, um, you know, they just didn't have the capital, like a big mega company, like, mm-hmm. you know, optimum had. And, um, you know, I flew out here and I was just like, good Lord, you guys are killing it. This yeah. is awesome. So yeah. I got to thinking, man, I need to go back to my roots. Got to yeah. get back to the fitness industry. Yeah. Got to get my fat butt back into shape. Mm-hmm. And, um, now here I am. You know, well, and again, I mean, it's, it's, you, you, you kind of listen, you listen to where right. God's pointing the right direction. I mean, I'm a firm believer in, in where we, we are, where we are or headed mm-hmm. for a reason, mm-hmm. always. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. What's next? Well, you know, I mean, fitness, orphans, guns, fitness. <laughs> And the one thing I love about working here is we use the term get weird a yeah. lot. 
and working with Fallon Taylor, obviously, um, it's done, they've done some amazing things and found that there's incredible opportunity within the rodeo world. And then now getting the chance to work with you guys and PBR, it's just opened a huge door. So, I mean, we're just going to keep finding new ways to get weird. Um, but that's on the company side personally. Uh, I don't really, I mean, I have, I have uh, macro goals. Um, it's fine. We just got random people walking in. It's no big deal. <laughs> I don't. Do you think they actually picked that up? In the yeah. Night? I, yeah. Who cares? Um, I don't know, man. I'm not sure exactly. I mean, I got a third on the way. A third girl. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's happening in May. Um, so all girls. All girls, man. All girls. So yep. it's you, Mama Bear, and, and now going to be three little female cubs. Yes, I used to have a male dog. His name was Samson. We had to get rid of him, but now we've got a little pug slash Chihuahua. It's a chug. Is what they call it, and it's also a girl. So <laughs> I'm. I got a little Chihuahua, a little long-haired Chihuahua yes. named Vegas. He's the coolest guy ever, dude. I'm so outnumbered, though. That's all right. I bet you learn a lot, whether you want to or not. I bet. I bet you get it. Well, you said it earlier about being manly and whatnot. Yeah. I think that's. It's been kind of the Lord's way of saying, like, you need. You've got too many rough edges on you, Rich. I'm gonna soften you up a bit. Yeah. And I can't tell you how happy I am. Like, honestly, like I don't even know what I'd do with a boy. Mm-hmm. Like, I love my girls. They got me wrapped around their fingers. So, and I, I mean, it's just, cool. yeah. So that's what's next. You know, uh, I want to throw another one out there for uh, ne- maybe not exactly next, but pretty close. Couple of things. One, you at some point have to paint. Uh, something for my gym. Yes. I'll pay you. And two, uh, you got to go back and do an audio book. Like you have to go back and do your <laughs> book in an audio version. Like what the, did I, the, the prophecy one? Yeah. So and I that, can listen to it when I'm, you know, working out or driving down. Once the, upon like, a time. Think, exactly. <laughs> think about that. You have yeah, to do it. You have to do it. I mean, you got all, you got all the resources to do it. How about we leave it up to your audience uh, after listening to No, us because to- I've already made the decision, <laughs> and I don't care what other people think because I am deciding for myself. Okay, full, well, for okay, I, yep. I will do it. For engagement purposes, I want to know what they think. Okay, all right. So, all right. I keep pointing over here like yeah, there's a camera, it, yeah, no, but I it's forgot. Another no chair. It's another chair. So I don't know if you guys could feel that point in the way we're talking, but yeah, no, dude, maybe I will. But if you stumbled onto this podcast uh, because you've been following along with all of my episodes, make sure you check out Rich and the guys' Flavor of the Day podcast, iTunes, Appreciate Google Play, it. where else? Everywhere? Literally everywhere. SoundCloud. We also are on YouTube. We air our podcasts that we actually do the video podcast segments on YouTube. So if you want to see my ugly mug, that's the best way to do that. Yeah, but, and, and and you know they videoed us in front of a really cool. Uh, what, what's it going to be? Green screen. No, but, but what's it going to be? I'm not sure. Okay, okay. Yeah, just a really we really could do cool, it in space. Really cool. Yeah, we we actually sat on the moon. Yeah. and recorded a podcast. Actually, it was awesome. It's actually a good idea. I feel like we should do a different theme every time. <laughs> every week, depending on who you're. We could do it in a bull riding arena. We could do it right in we the middle of the could. arena. I would. I, I'm really excited. I think you know. Um, you know. I appreciate you the shout out and everything. Um, you can also find me on Instagram at Patriot underscore Rich. <laughs> Led me to my next. That's exactly <laughs> where I was going to end it. But Shameless plug. No, it, it's yeah. it's what this is all about, man. Yeah. No. And, and, and you know that page is just a hobby. I mean, yeah. I mean that's what I do full time for for man and you know, is the creative side, which is one thing that I just love about my job. I'm the chief content officer here. There's a lot of administrative aspects about my role, but the most, I have the most fun 
with creating, creating, whether it's just a post on Instagram or a fun video. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I use my page, honestly, sometimes to regurgitate what I'm doing here at man, um, or, you know, at the event stuff, but I use my pages as like kind of an experiment. Yeah. You know, so I experiment on mine a lot. It's a different outlet, man. It is. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just the things that I love, you know, I I don't really take it serious and I've been fortunate to kind of grow somewhat of a base, which is nice. I mean, it keeps me, honestly, it gives me a platform to be who I am. And then I I believe firmly that it doesn't matter what you're doing or how big your following is, no matter what, you're going to make a difference in the people that surround you. And we all have a ministry and a purpose. And so that's just kind of one of the outlets I use for, you know, number one, God, and then two, just being a goofball. No, it's perfect, man. (laughs) I I love it because that's, that's something that I, I, again, keep kind of getting slapped in the face with a, a lot is I almost took myself too serious for a while and like had to be so professional. And anybody that knows me knows that that's the farthest thing from reality is I'm so unprofessional. It's ridiculous, but you know, so you just start having fun. You know, Mm -hmm. remember that, that why we started doing anything we're doing is because either one, we had a passion about it or two, it was fun. Mm -hmm. And I think those two go hand in hand. Yep. Yeah, dude, it's been fun um, getting to know you this weekend. I feel like I got a new bestie. Yeah, man. Brother from another mother. Absolutely. And it's not that far from Oklahoma to Dallas. That's the good news. Mm-mm. But so, where else? So Patriot underscore Rich. That's it, really. That's it. Yeah. All right, brother. I appreciate this, man. Yeah. It's been fun. It's been an honor. We'll do it again. Yes, we will. Later.